0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to my very own podcast, Xiaxue No Filter, where I share with you my unfiltered opinion on what is going on with the world. Oh my god, I am mega triggered. You your own so You are like your one. So, hi, welcome to the first episode. And the reason why I've decided to do a podcast is because. You know, I know some of you guys enjoy my commentary on um, some of the issues that's happening uh, around the world. And, you know, I think this is an easier way to connect with you guys. I'll still be posting regularly on my YouTube channel and on my social media as well. But this is just something a little bit additional. So, you know, if you prefer the format of podcasts um, do try to tune in so in this podcast series I will be talking about interesting things that's happening around the world uh, what are my views on it and I will also try to invite some guests that's good interesting guests that will be on the show so um, I'm not 100% sure yet because this is still the first episode and I'm still trying to figure things out Um, but I think in future it will be interesting to have kind of like an advice column as well so you guys can uh, write in to me and ask me questions and i'll try my best to uh, give my advice not that it's always going to be very good advice but yeah nonetheless so i'm gonna have a little dedication segment as well for you guys so you can write in and you know Give me a dedication to anyone, be it to your neighbour that you hate or to your cheating boyfriend, you want to tell him something or to your friend who's having a birthday um, and you wish to wish your friend a happy birthday, anything. So you guys can write in and I will choose one dedication to read out. So we're not going to be doing that right now. We are going to move on to the news that's happening. So in news that recently triggered me, (laughs) wow, this one just really made me like so pissed off. Okay, so Lulu Wang, she is, uh, I think, a director, a Chinese director. Um, she is very pissed off that uh white director, Ron Howard, is directing the new Lang Lang biopic. So if you don't know who Lang Lang is, it's a very famous Chinese pianist. I think. She went on Twitter and posted this. Have we learned nothing from Mulan? I haven't said anything because yes, representation and many people I love are involved but I just have to, just have to because 2020 men and I'm fucking exhausted. Who the fuck it if you're exhausted? Anyway, so she says as a Classically trained pianist born in China, I believe it's impossible to tell Lang Lang's story without an intimate understanding of Chinese culture plus the impact of the cultural revolution on artists and intellectuals, um, plus the effects of Western imperialism. Just saying. So basically what she's trying to say is that, you know, a uh, only a Chinese person uh, should direct this biopic uh, this movie about Chinese pianist Lang Lang and she thinks that the white guy shouldn't be kind of doing it lah, huh? and she further added I'm not saying this because I want to direct the movie I do not I just don't think that these are the artists to grapple with the cultural specificities I don't know how to pronounce that specificities of northeast China, where Lang Lang and my family are from, or with the cultural aspect of the physical violence in his upbringing. That's what she said. And I just think, oh my god, like, so you're trying to say that. Only a Chinese person can direct a movie about a Chinese person's life because then a white person would not know how the Chinese person's life is like. And I just have to wonder, would she be saying the same thing if it is a black director who's directing the movie? I'm sure she would not. I'm sure she would be like, yes, representation. All these people are doing is that they just know that the sentiment right now is just against white people and it's easy to just talk about that. And you know what else? Ron Howard has actually directed A Beautiful Mind, right? Which is a really a classic movie and it's about an autistic man and does he have autism? Obviously not. He still made the movie perfectly fine and my issue with this is if this woman, um, she thinks that a Chinese person should be directing a Lang Lang's biopic, then go ahead and freaking do it. What is stopping Chinese people from doing it? Nothing. How can you stop a white guy from doing it just because of his race? I mean, that is just what racism is, isn't it? And it's just like, I, I cannot deal with it. Like, To say that you need to be able to experience what the main character went through to be able to direct a movie properly, that is just 100% bullshit. So are we saying that only wizards can direct Lord of the Ring? Or if you're doing a, a movie about a dolphin or like Finding Nemo, you have to be a clownfish to direct Finding Nemo? That is so stupid. I just cannot deal with how dumb this shit is, okay? So yeah, so triggering news of the week. So, in local news, uh, Singaporean actress Jeanette Ao, <laughs> Ocean, <laughs> what's her famous line from He Lan Chun? Which so more pun or something. Okay, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> so. In local news, Singaporean actress Jeanette Ao, she has just launched a pastry brand called What The Fudge. So she's currently a home baker, which is, hmm, I guess, that's kind of like following the footsteps of Jamie Teo, right? Who also did like 12 cupcakes, yeah? So people seem to really like her brownies. I think she's baking brownies and But they also hate the fact that she's becoming a successful baker, right? So, apparently, all the other home bakers are accusing her of snatching their rice bowl, so-called. So, So, yeah, I don't know. I think I can see where they're coming from because she is a successful actress. So, they feel that, you know, you should kind of stay in your lane and, you know, not kind of like try to steal our business by also selling brownies Um, and I guess you know like during this coronavirus a lot of people are retrenched so they a lot of these home bakers they you know some of them have personally emailed me saying they want me to try their like homemade like you know goods as well and I think a lot of them have uh, gotten like fired or got retrenched actually so that's what they're doing for living now Uh, but at the same time you know I mean if we are going to be scolding people for being successful and or rich and therefore they shouldn't be doing businesses to snatch businesses from small businesses then i guess we can you know extend this argument to say that you know things like amazon shouldn't exist things like you know was it Brett talk shouldn't exist because they are already very wealthy you know i mean so it is uh, a bit of a Bad argument there. Huh? But I can understand why they are pissed off. <laughs> okay. And then the, the brownies are going for how much? Huh? Let me see. $68 for 16, 16 brownies. 68 is 58 huh? Without with a $10 delivery fee. So that amounts to, I don't know, like $4 plus? $6? Wait, my mat's is really bad. $4 plus for... <laughs> I'm a producer at the back and she's like putting up four fingers okay so my mat's really bad four dollars plus for a brownie actually not so bad lah, huh. but it seems like 68 dollars quite expensive eh, for brownies i don't know i i guess singaporeans are still quite rich ah Let's move on to another news. Korean celebrity couple called An Jae-hyun and Gu Hae-sun, I guess. They are a famous couple. They have gotten divorced and there has been a lot of mud slinging going on uh, because it was an ugly divorce. And it is so funny because the wife actually went on the news to say one of the reasons why her husband was divorcing her is because she has nipples that are not sexy. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. I don't know why she would go and tell people this. I guess, you know, she thinks it makes her husband sound bad. Um, But what is, like, actually happening is that now everyone is just imagining how her nipples look like. And it's just not a very nice mental image lah. So I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, what is an unsexy nipple? Is it, like, saggy? Is it, like, shriveled? Is it too long? Is it... I don't know, lactating, I I, <laughs> I, don't know. But you know, when it comes to nipples, right, it's quite interesting because I came across like some subreddits that are like dedicated to nipples and I just went to click on it to see, right. And apparently there are many different types of nipples that people are really very interested in. So there are nipples that are like what they call puffies. <laughs> Yeah, for real. And it's like just nipples that are very, very puffy looking. And then there's what they call ghost nipples as well, which is like where your nipples are the same color as your skin, and you can barely see the nipple at all. So yeah, I i suppose maybe the husband is one of those people who stumbled across on these you know, subreddits, and maybe he found that his wife's nipples are just not up to standard. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so apparently, if you breastfeed as well, like you know, um, breastfeeding the baby constantly sucking on the nipple will cause the nipple to become quite long and I've heard of people who told me that the nipple is like <laughs> sorry I shouldn't laugh about this um, one inch long like seriously? really? stop it stop <laughs> yeah one inch long eh like wow I don't know I suppose that will make the baby very happy lah like, cause it's very easy to suck on it ma but yeah mm. my producer is in the room and she just finished breastfeeding she's keeping very quiet so So in more Singapore news, I don't know if some of you have received this um, video on your WhatsApp from your friends or like whatever, uh, but I saw it and there was a video of a gay couple just having sex uh, in a multi-story park, right? So I watched the entire thing and I was very bemused by it because I just cannot believe how brave they are. I mean, they were just full on going at it, butt sex, um... Yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen the video, uh one guy was standing against the side of the car, the other side the other guy was just humping him. La, and both of them did not have any pants on. And they were topless. Was one of the guys topless? I think one of the guys was topless, right? Yeah. So one of the guys was topless as well. And then it just so happens that there was this other person, I guess, who was secretly recording them. Um, And he was just, I guess, walking past the car park and he saw what was going on and he filmed it and it was like freaking clear. Like you can see everything, you know. It was like with like great lighting and all. La. So... You know, I can understand in the heat of the moment, it's kind of exciting if you're one of those exhibitionists to have sex in public. Um, but why do you have to take off all your clothes? I mean, wouldn't you just kind of pull down your pants a little bit and just like, you know, get it done in 15 minutes and quickly go before anyone sees you? But they were like slowly taking their time with all the clothes off. I mean, at any time, if somebody walks in on you, right, you need time to go and like pull up your pants there. Eh? And like, wear your shirt there, And then it's just like, that's just, I don't know. I'm not a risk taker lah, huh? so not the kind of thing that I would do, okay. While we're on the topic of places to have sex, the Blue Hotel is recently in the news as well because they posted up an uh, Instagram post. I think it's like a week after this saga. Maybe it's not supposed to be connected lah. Huh? But anyway, so it's um of two men um just sitting in a hotel room together. And I guess a lot of um people are very happy about it because they think that it's um something that's pro LGBT and uh the post said something about them welcoming everyone to their hotel. Um yeah, I guess to to stay <laughs> or to have sex in. <laughs> I don't know. There were a lot of positive comments about this because people felt that it was pro-LGBT rights in Singapore, which is something that is uh, quite lacking, I guess, especially from big corporations. Um, but personally, for me, I have seen so many of these US companies do this pandering, you know, to the LGBT community. They're all having their like gay pride like flags and all. I don't know how much of it is sincere and how much of it is more like they know that it will garner a of like uh, positive feedback for themselves la. so when it comes to corporations I think you know people need to understand that corporations they are not humans they don't have feelings they don't want to fight for your rights or like whatever they just want to make money that's why corporations exist the only reason they exist is to earn money so I guess they will just do whatever it takes to earn more money and, and then if you know by fighting for gay rights the gays would go to the hotel for staycations um, you know I, I I think it still benefits them so I don't think people should put in like too much credit for them think that they are kind of some kind of like saviour you know for being very brave or like whatever I mean at the end of the day it definitely still benefits them so I guess we're still on the topic of LGBT rights because Minister Bay Yam King I think he recently did an uh, Instagram live with a 19 year old teenager who's undergoing hormone hormone replacement therapy HRT right yeah so you know, I guess um, it is one of the first few times where the PAP has kind of acknowledged any like sort of LGBT, like pro-LGBT topics. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that, you know, this is a topic that a lot of people are discussing regarding hormonal replacement therapy. So I do have my views on it, but, you know, like JK Rowling did have her views on it as well. And um, everyone is accusing her of, you know, being anti-trans. And um, wow, the hatred is is just really really intense. So, I guess you know, people need to tread really carefully when talking about this thing. But, you know, like first before we go on, I just want to say that I have no problems with people being trans. I think that it's uh it's it's unfair when people bully trans the trans community and I think that they're going through a really hard time. It must be really difficult to kind of be born in the wrong body. Lah. I can understand all of that. But I, I do think there is a debate to be had about whether, you know, hormonal, a hormone replacement therapy, HRT, is something that is good or not good. Because, okay, so this is just me speaking from my personal opinion. Um, I'm open to changing my mind, alright? So don't come and like persecute me for this and say that I'm anti-trans or like whatever. Um, but I do think that hormones play a really, really, really big part in your mental health. And I'm saying this because I experienced postnatal blues, uh, which is not the same as postnatal depression, okay? So for those of you who don't know much about this postnatal blues thing... Um, apparently so about 70% of women after birth, they experience some form of postnatal blues and it goes beyond two weeks um, and you still haven't kind of recovered, then that becomes postnatal depression, okay? And, you know, I think a lot of people think it's just because of the stress of having a new baby, having a kind of like your life drastically changed and that's why obviously it will make people have anxiety and go through some form of depression. Lah. Um, and, you know, what I am I have always been kind of like very mentally stable, I guess. (laughs) I have never experienced in my life uh, depression. I don't get anxiety attacks or like panic attacks and things like that. I am generally not a very emotional person. Um, you know, my emotions don't go out of control. I don't even have PMS, okay? So when it came to this postnatal blues thing, firstly, I didn't know how prevalent it was and I never thought that it was going to hit me. Um, But after I gave birth, I actually experienced it and it really changed my view completely on how depression felt like. And, you know, I I have so much more sympathy for people who who are going through depression because I realised that, you know, it's something that's completely out of your control. So what happened was... After I gave birth, um, I had like this three like attacks like sort of like postnatal blues kind of attack and the first one was just so stupid okay so what happened was um I received a lot of gifts from both like clients and friends and family after I gave birth so I stayed in the hospital for four days because I had a c-section and then um what happened was my husband um, and my mom they brought the gifts and hampers and all that back home first right and after I gave birth to Dash this was immediately after my house was renovated so everything was very clean and neat and everything was put properly in its own place and the house really looked like one of those houses that you see like just fresh out of the magazine. There's nothing that's like out of place or messy, right? I came home, I saw all of the hampers on the living room table The coffee table, and I freaked out because I was just like, there's so much junk there. Okay, sorry, not junk, uh presents, valuable presents. But like, I saw all of those things there, and I was just like, makeup pissed off, okay? Because I saw it, I was just like, where the fuck is all this shit? There's no place to put it i hate it why must people give me so much stuff and then now i have to figure out who gave me what and post about it otherwise i seem ungrateful oh my god i hate dealing with this and then i just like it just went fucking i just went fucking crazy okay like i just went crazy and i just started crying and crying for no reason and uh like this lasted for like 15 minutes and like my mom and my husband were looking at each other like what the fuck is wrong with her like i was crying over presents there literally so i was just like huh then 15 minutes later, I kind of recovered from it. And then I realized, oh my god, I was fucking batshit bonkers just now. Like, what the hell was going on? And then the next time round, I had another kind of attack was when um, I brought Dash to the pediatrician for the first time, right? And this pediatrician, right, it's not a cheap pediatrician. It's actually at like Maui, okay? So it was recommended. It was just linked to my gynae, so I just went. And But somehow, the, the clinic just looked a bit like lock and there were a lot of people in the clinic and a lot of crying babies. And some of them were injured, okay, like literally had like like a bandaged eye and stuff like that. So when I walked into the clinic, right, I, I just like had so much anxiety because I realised, oh my god, this is my future, like... My child is going to be sick, my child is going to be injured at some point in the future, and this is what I'm going to have to deal with, right? And then it was just like plus the clinic. I don't know whether it was just because I was batshit crazy, but the clinic just looks so depressing. Like, and then I walked in, I talked to the doctor, and she went on and on about vaccination plans. And she said, Okay, which vaccination plan do you want, A, B, or C? And she asked me to make a decision, and she was telling me about all the diseases that my child would possibly have, like rubella, la, measles, la, mums, la. Hey, I, I tell you the the list goes on and on. Uh-huh. And then I was just like, I just sat there and I was just like, oh God, this is my future. My child's going to have rubella. Like, <laughs> I cannot deal with this. And then like on the way home, I was just like, I broke down and I told my husband like, I don't want to have to go back to that pediatrician ever again. And I don't want to have a kid anymore. It's so scary. It's so horrible. And I just started crying and crying and thinking about what if my mom dies, you know, like, Stuff like that. So uh, anyway, I'm just kind of going off tangent. Huh? But um, the conclusion of the story is that I went shit crazy like a few times and I realised like after 15 minutes of crying and thinking about the worst possible catastrophic kind of thoughts that I was experiencing postnatal blues. And I, I was so scared. I was so scared. I was just like, what if this never goes away and I'm just shit crazy forever, right? So I called my, I called my pediatrician and I said, look, like, you know, I'm going crazy. What should I do? And he said, Oh, don't worry, it's very normal. I'll give you a number of a uh, therapists that you can call, and I think you should you should go and see him. And then so I did. I called I called the therapist. Um, and uh actually went down, made an ap- appointment to meet him, but he was very busy that day, so I left. And then um he actually called me back, he was very nice. So he told me that you know, women, a lot of women go through postnatal blues because when they remove their placenta after giving birth, the placenta actually is in charge of uh, emitting a lot of hormones and these hormones are like dopamine and other kind of serotonin, things that make you feel happy, which is why pregnant women typically feel quite uh, jovial, I guess. Yeah. So when the placenta is then removed from your body, what happens is that your hormones just kind of go out of whack and out of balance. And it takes a while before your brain kind of like, you know, balances it out again. And if it does not manage to balance in time, that goes into postnatal depression, right? So I guess this is a very small version of what I was experiencing because my hormones went out of whack. And I don't know, I think that when it comes to hormonal therapy, I understand why people feel like they want to go through it because it makes them feel, you know, I guess, better about uh, their physical self and their mental health or like whatever. I understand that. But at the same time, you know, I was a grown ass woman and I really couldn't handle the emotions that hormonal, ter- uh, not hormonal therapy, I didn't go through hormonal therapy, but just kind of a hormonal change caused me to go through, you know. And I am just wondering, you know, is this something that very young children would, be able to handle as well and if it made me so batshit crazy like I'm just concerned about what actually would go on with them I'm not saying that you know people should go through like you know other forms of like you know like they should accept who they are what they're born with or like whatever I'm just thinking that you know is there a way to kind of make this more safe or is there a better alternative and that's safer for especially for young children who are you know going through HRT and I I have heard news that some of them go through it as young as like before, like 12 years old. Um, Yeah, so I think it's something that is kind of dangerous and should be talked about without people jumping into this bandwagon and calling you transphobic just because you are saying that something is dangerous for children. Mm. I guess my reaction to this um, news of Minister Bay and Keegan, uh, you know, Keegan is not a child and I guess, you know, he's still very young, but... um. I mean, I, I wish him all the best, and I hope that this this journey for him is not going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> making him batshit crazy. So I guess for, you know, some of you out there who are thinking about going for HRT, um, I guess, you know, I would say that just kind of do your own research on which is the best one and the dangers behind it and see whether you're kind of like mentally strong enough to go through it in the first place. Um, because I really think that fucking with your hormones is something that's very, very dangerous. It can really affect your mental health like a lot. Like a lot, yeah. So, while we are still on this topic, I, I do have a lot of things to say about it and I hope that, you know, people will not take it as, you know, transphobia of any kind because I think that, you know, open discussions should be had because, you know, I have, like, uh, came across a study... Um, Again, I don't know if the study is accurate or, you know, uh valid, uh but I have seen that, you know, that the suicide rates for uh, the trans community has increased from 41% to 50% recently. And that is an alarmingly high statistic. It is it, it should never be that high. I mean, it's terrible. It's fifty percent. Eh? So you know, and and the thing that we kind of need to think about is the question of why? Why is it increasing while acceptance has been increasing? Um, more and more people are, um, you know, instead of in the past where people are kind of forced to live in the body that they are uncomfortable with. So nowadays, a lot of the trans community they would go through gender reassignment surgery. They go through HRT. And while all these things are getting better for them, I mean there's been a lot of support even in places like Canada where your uh you know gender reassignment surgery is um free of charge, um, you know. And like if all these things are getting better for them, then why are the suicide rates actually increasing? It's something that people need to think about as well you know the dangers behind all this and it's i'm not saying that you know there aren't cases where people go through uh, hrt and go through their surgery and they don't feel like you know much much better we've seen so many success cases right like i don't know nikki tutorials i guess or other um, successful and, and happy trans people that you see online um, but at the same time you know, it's still a question that needs to be asked. So I guess my question for you guys as well, because it's something that I am thinking about and kind of struggling with, uh, you know, I want to know your thoughts. So please do leave me a comment telling me your thoughts on this. Um, you know, if everyone is for trans people being happy, you know, living their lives, then would you be pro these um, treatments and um, procedures that they do that seem to be increasing their suicide rate? right? So we don't know what caused this suicide rate. It could be more discrimination. It could be more bullying. uh, But I really don't think that that's happening compared to 10 years ago. Um, But then if it's not the bullying, then what is it that's causing them to, you know, really just have such a high suicide rate that's just really, really alarming? Yeah. And if my statistics are wrong, I am open to changing my mind, Uh, (laughs) you know, so I would love to know what you guys think. Alright guys, we've come to the end of this podcast and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it, didn't get too offended and most importantly, I hope it made you think about some of the issues that I mentioned here and don't forget for next week's podcast, I will be giving out unfiltered advice as well. So if you guys have any questions that you want to ask me, um, please refer to my Instagram stories where I'll be putting up a highlight that's called uh, No Filter so you can leave your questions there and I would love to interact with you guys as well. So if you have any suggestions on what other topics I should be talking about in the next podcast, uh, do leave a comment there too. And yep, so I'll see you guys next time. Bye!